0: Broke. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I'll win one of those. <laughs> Not today.
1: No, yeah, I know. Not today. Uh, so it's been like a month off, man. Yeah. What have we been doing? I mean, Easter came around and like we we yeah. went deep undercover. That's right. We, uh, we,
0: too much to do before Easter. Lack of a desire to do anything after <laughs> yeah, Easter. No ambition after Easter. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I was like, oh, Easter's over. Andrew, you preach. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and... Then, other things happened, but we're back.
1: But we are, yeah. I, I I'm not going to say that phrase anymore. I know, People I'm are sorry. getting sick of it. Yeah, uh, but it's true. We're back. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're back, and things. So we're going to actually only talk about one thing today. So, some articles refer to it as COVID anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Other articles have, you know, used the more clinical agoraphobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to call it coronaphobia. Coronaphobia. So coronaphobia. So so like so I I'm going to specifically address this for our context. Yeah. If you don't mind. Mhm. And like so cuz I know we have a lot of listeners that don't live here in in, in whacked out Marin Marine County but um but I I'm, I'm going to specifically address it as if everybody lived here. Yeah. Because then you can kind of take maybe some of what we're talking about and apply it to your own context later mm-hmm. so marin county is like steaming towards 90 percent vaccination mm-hmm. okay so for from a community perspective that's that's everything we've been told about herd immunity yeah okay yeah um there are less than 100 active cases in the county mm-hmm. in fact we had one day where we had like no new cases the other day two mm-hmm. days ago wow um, uh, so that's like point zero zero three something of the population Jeez. here in Marin County. Yeah. Um, our church in particular has an unusually high vaccination adherence, mm-hmm. like as in two households have unvaccinated members. Yeah. Um, and that comes from a survey that we sent out a while ago and, and then just what's happened since the survey mm-hmm. went out. Um. And CDC starting to loosen things up. Yeah. Um, they sent out some advisory stuff about a month ago about hey, if you're vaccinated, you can be indoors with other vaccinated people, and be indoors with unvaccinated people if they're not at risk in a particular high risk group. Or right, whatever. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of days ago, they loosened restrictions about masks outdoors for vaccinated people. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know there's some people listening to this right now going like, "You weirdos are wearing masks outdoors." Yeah, um, and yes, like this. Are. So yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, and this kind of comes. The reason I want to talk about this is I don't. I don't want to try and make anybody move their conscience where they're not comfortable with. Right. I don't want to put down anyone that feels differently about some of the things we're going to say today because mm-hmm. it may be hard to listen to. hmm Um, but. I took, a like, a personal retreat weekend up to Tahoe, and, and the idea for this kind of came out of that, which was, yeah. like, I, I stopped at a gas station mm-hmm. in another California town. Right. And I'm looking around, and I'm, like, I'm going in to get the bathroom key, and I'm thinking to myself, something's not right. You have, like, one of those Hitchcock moments where you're, like, yeah. like am I in a movie? or What is happening um, right now? And it just took me a good 30 seconds to realize I was the only person in that entire place wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And this is just a neighboring California town. Right. Okay. The clerks were not wearing a mask. The people shopping there were not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. People were walking around outdoors. like it was. I, I felt like Captain America just got pulled out of the ice and I got <laughs> woken up into like a different. I'm like, where am I? That's right. This yeah. is, I've only been on the road for 30 minutes because yeah. I'm not like in some obscure village, yeah, in, right. you know, Uganda. Right. Yeah. What is happening right now? Yeah, still in California. And, and so it just kind of dawned on me, like my county, mm-hmm. our county, right, is very far to one extreme. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I've got other friends that live in places like, you know, Texas or Florida that are very far to a, another way of life. Yeah. And and it's very kind of easy for us to be shaped by our own culture. Yeah. And, and then, so what I kind of want to talk about is, like, how do we wisely, like, reenter not being shaped by the culture, mm-hmm. not being arbitrary, which is some stuff that we've all had to talk about and wrestle with and go through and maybe sharing even some of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and... How, how does a thinking Christian not allow themselves to be politicized in their re-entry efforts, mm-hmm. not to be governed by fear in their reentry entry efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet at the same time being wise and, and loving to their neighbor and to people around them. Yeah. Like how, so just like we're going to like share a bunch of random thoughts yeah. um, as we try and navigate this topic. And, mm-hmm. um, so, like, let me ask you a question to kind of get us started. Yeah. Has reentry been smooth for you?
0: Um, I would say that it has not been overall. Yeah. I would say yeah. of late it has. Um, so based, just for me personally, yeah. the vaccine was like, you know, not the the hope to end all hope, but... It was definitely a very key component in my own personal, uh, you know, convictions and comfort and yeah. not just my own, but the people around me. And so yeah. uh, I will say that once I was fully vaccinated, that that really opened that that loosened up a lot for me and also for my household as well. And so it. OK, so let's talk about that for but, a second. But before that. Never mind, you go.
1: No, no, no. It's fine. We're going to come around to all of that. Okay, okay, okay. So, like, so here's one of the things that a conversation that I find myself having more lately. In fact, I had it just at lunch today. Mm -hmm. The point of the vaccination was no matter where you land on vaccine. So, if you decide you're going to get vaccinated, the point of that was never. This is going to prevent me from ever catching COVID. Yep. Well, which is how people I think a lot of people still think like I think a lot of the problems of of reentry for people right now is like even with the vaccine, they're thinking to themselves, oh, but something could break through. Yes. Um, And Mm -hmm. but the point was never that you're every person in this country at some point is going to catch COVID. Mm -hmm. The question is, is. To what degree Mm -hmm. and under what social circumstances and climate will you catch it? Will you catch it when there's an overwhelmed medical community? Right. Will you catch it in a in a, in a mitigated way mm-hmm. or in an unmitigated way? How, yeah. it, the, those are the kinds of things that the vaccination is about. It's not about this is going to
0: stop me from getting COVID. Right. Yeah. And I also think, you know, for, for myself and I think for many people my age who are Young relatively healthy yeah for me it's a lot less, but i'm about my own health, but like the health of people around me yeah that yeah, would actually yeah. be worse for me it yeah, would be, yeah 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 if I got laid out for a few for you know i would that would not be preferable, but yeah. my concern was a lot more for my parents and yeah. my wife's parents and other people in my community that I know yeah. and love that like if they were if, if I was to be a chain in that, that was like more of the concern than then actually, like, I think I'm going to, you know, die from this thing. And yeah. so, and yeah, I mean, that's that's a really good reminder regarding the vaccine in and of itself. And I think there was more, despite what they were telling us, which was, hey, actually, as far as vaccines go, this one's pretty dang effective. Yeah, and, yeah, because like the it, flu vaccine's like 40% It's like 40%, which is crazy. I didn't even know that, you yeah. know. Um, but the more people that, it, anyways, that's another thing. But... There was so much hope attached to it, um, even in my own heart, but that still doesn't, there's always risk involved in anything that that you do. This is always about mitigation, not elimination. And I think we, you know, for those of us who are more conservative, not politically, but in terms of our approach to the virus, it was like, you know, we're always thinking like, how can I eliminate, how can I eliminate risk? And then that's a really tricky way to think because... As you and I have talked about, it's not a zero-sum game, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, you or, can, or, you, can yeah. you can, and that would be to live mitigated life for the rest of your life. Yeah. Which means not, you know, not reentering in any way, shape, or form. So that really, we just kind of talked in a circle back to our question, which is, how do we? What is reentry? Look yeah, like because
1: then? like, so, so one of the articles that I just read was a Wall Street Journal article from a couple of days ago, and you know. The the article was basically about um families are now going to be having tough arguments Mm -hmm. about especially when they're coming from different contexts even within the same state Mm -hmm. but but you know but definitely if you're coming from different states and different areas rural Mm -hmm. or urban or whatever and uh, they're going to be having all kinds of different comfort level and 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 fights and 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 that we knew what we didn't know is how much re-entry anxiety people would have even under the most safest and sanctioned conditions right um you know so i'm going to quote this thing it says re-entry anxiety around social interactions is understandable says cleveland clinical psychologist susan albers people have fallen out of practice with socializing and are now coming together with varying boundaries and safety concerns. Guidelines are changing often. We're still adjusting to figure out what feels safe and what feels okay, irrespective of what health officials are telling us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is the trick right now. And so like the metaphor we've been using is like, there's this muscle in our soul Mm that has atrophied and and what i'm seeing with some people is like they're going i'm not going to go into that room with a bunch of vaccinated people and i'm still going to wear my mask when i'm in my car by myself even though i'm vaccinated Mm -hmm. because there's this they've now been conditioned to this weariness that the world is a threat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and like how do we overcome that
0: yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's interesting they use the word "feels" in that article because yeah. that really is the two-edged sword, right? And that's yeah. the the struggle we have as leaders is, you know, there are some people in our congregation who, um, and this is the minority, I would yeah, say, yeah, who, yeah. you know, even with the vaccine and even they are still going to take more precautions because of their own cons- their own personal health concerns, things yep. like that. Yeah. That's less really what we're talking about. Exactly. And what we're talking more about are the, the most people yeah. are generally healthy enough yeah. where, you know, even with all of these things in place, there's still that, that feeling component where this doesn't feel We've been safe. we've been told the world
1: is a threat for so long yeah. that we now it's now a conditioned response that's coming out of us even when we're stepping into relatively safe quote unquote yeah. conditions yeah yeah um, and
0: and it's you know that's a tr- that's a real challenge for us as leaders because on one hand we you would you never we don't want to f- like push people into uncomfortable situations that are going against their conscience which is the word yeah. on the other hand yeah. It is really good for us to press into yeah, and, why people feel the way that they feel, yeah. and in a lot of cases, I think that the phrase that came to my mind as I thought about this for myself, and you know, just to be transparent, I, me and my family sort of, but I, I kind of started the domino back in January. There was. Yeah. Um, I was fine throughout the fall, and something changed right after Christmas time, and I was just really afraid. Um, I, I had I heard stories of people I knew from school before whose parents got it and passed away, and um, it was like, man, I... So I... But I, I was making decisions, not thinking all the way through like what those decisions would mean in the rest of my life. Yeah. So I was arbitrarily saying, okay, this group over here isn't safe, and this group over here is, and it wasn't a consistent line of thought. And yeah. really the phrase that I kind of noticed in myself and also in other people is like, it's really important, I think, for thinking Christian to to think these things through and to understand why we feel the way we do, because otherwise we're just borrowing consciences from other people. Yeah, borrowing consciences
1: and, instead of making, you know, instead of coming up with a rubric or a matrix that makes really good sense and applying it consistently across your life,
0: the borrowing consciences thing, I think, is just normative right now for most people. Yeah. And, and there's a, it's, it's a little subtle because it's different from learning from someone and gathering information. Yeah. Okay, here's a perspective of someone who's more, you know, comfortable, Yeah. so I can learn from them. Here's the perspective of someone who's more, you know, locked down and conservative. I can learn from them. Yeah. And then... F- but then the, the hard thing becomes, let me take that and pray and consider and weigh the risk and do the work of figuring that out for me and my family. Yeah. That's different than, this is what all these people are doing over here. I'm just gonna take that and apply it. And assimilate it into my thinking as normative mm-hmm. or as, yeah. or as the, the gold standard. Which worked back when we were all locked down. It did, yeah. But it doesn't work when we reenter because then when you start being, introduced to different scenarios and different combinations of people, we freeze because we haven't thought through the nuances of those decisions. Yeah. One of the, you know,
1: we kind of like introduced these six layers of mitigation here at Anthem. And the Mm -hmm. point of that was to say, like, listen, like we're getting stuck because we're, we've been so used to binary leadership, which is in other words, safe, not safe on or off. Right. But, but as but as thinking Christians, I think what you can do is you can look out at all the information, not just the Marin County information or if you live in Kentucky, not just the Kentucky information. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look at all the information and make more nuanced, better decisions right. about socializing based on the information that you have available to us. So for example, someone in LA, you know, back in the fall, it probably wasn't wise for them to be you know, uh, hanging out with X group of people, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. But for somebody in rural, wherever where there's no cases, yeah, right. Th- that's a different layer of mitigation that yep. is present just by your zip code. Right. Your zip code is a layer of mitigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, y- your behavior is a layer of mitigation. Right. Whether you get tested is a layer of mitigation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that we have this thing that we were all told was the end goal, which at least here in Marin County, where you have such high vaccine adherence, right. the goalpost is moving internally for people, but they don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the question I find myself asking people a lot is what is your end goal?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Was, well, variance. Okay. Well, variance is not a problem right now. That's a problem for another time. Yeah. So let's punt that down the road Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and have the variant conversation if, and when that becomes reality more prevalent. Yeah. But right now what's, where's the goal line? Because if the goal is no risk of catching COVID, then you might as well stay home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think for some people that's what, that's their decision. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where the pastoral work is <laughs> required and yeah, not and not to violate their conscience
1: right. but to press into right. how and why we're making these decisions and that's
0: yeah so that's really it i mean that's our goal right is yeah. to help people understand why they're making the decisions yeah. they're making instead of it just being fear based yeah. um, so I don't know. It's, because, you know.
1: Because a lot of us, we're, 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 we're doing things that we're used to, but we're not thinking through whether those things are... Like, I get it. When we when we go out to a restaurant, we kind of have to uh, 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 obey and adhere to the letter of the law if we want to eat there. Right. okay yep. So I get that. But we have all these other contexts where we have the freedom to make more nuanced decisions than what's happening out there. And what we're doing is we're taking what we're seeing out there and we're trying to bring them in here, Mm -hmm. even if we know that those are arbitrary Mm -hmm. and not actually good science. Yeah. yeah. Like, for example, you know, if I go to a restaurant and they want me to wearing your mask from the door to To, the table and then take it off at the table is arbitrary in any indoor setting. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. but we're used to that that's how we stay safe by doing things like that. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it
0: does, cause, and it's tricky, because it's, it's like, there's part of it, especially here in California, where we're just like, okay, I'm used to this. Like, yeah. you know, But I, but I also know that, you know, me me walking <laughs> from the door of a restaurant to a table with a mask on and then having it off for an hour and a half. Like, yeah. that little thing didn't do anything. It did not. But it's also like, okay, you know, like if that's... I the, deal with it. If I want to eat there, I deal right, with it. And, right.
1: It, it, but then you come to the church and then mm-hmm. somebody will say, you know, uh, are we going... They might say, you know, okay, if and when we go... Because we're still outdoors under the tent, yeah. but... Um, But if and when we go back to indoors, are we going to shorten the time of the gathering? Mm -hmm, Or are mm -hmm. we gonna, how are we gonna space people out? What's that all gonna look like? Well, the reality is, is once you decide to go back indoors, once you're in the room for longer than 20 minutes, all mitigation is futile. right? Unless everyone in the room is wearing an N95 mask, all mitigation is futile. Mm -hmm, mm In our case, the the best mitigation that we have available to us is that, like our whole church is, you know, <laughs> has almost almost vaccinated. everyone's vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, mm-hmm. um, but and those are, and it's like, why do you, why does that feel like it would be helpful to you, even though we know the science over here says something different? Yeah. And there's just yeah. a lot of that that we're going to have to overcome when we do reenter. Yeah,
0: and I, I've thought about this because, um, and I want to be careful how I say this, but. Usually when I say this, that it means it's fine. and yeah. people, this, yeah. It's just me. I'm the one who upsets people. <laughs> you can't upset anybody. i thought so. about this a lot. where, And this happened a lot during the holidays. And it was, it would be like families starting, you know, to gather, which in certain contexts may have been ill-advised. Yeah. And in other contexts, we probably fine, you know. But you hear the story of, and it still happens now, it's like, they did. They were naughty, and they did this thing, and someone got COVID. And yeah. Yeah. and and you know, we were we were always in all of our venues telling people, "Hey, like you know, be wise, be yeah. you take precautions." And there were certainly stories of people who were being you know maybe reckless, and but at the same time, we didn't hear about all the families who were careful and who yeah you yeah. know and it worked out for them. Yeah, and that was probably way more than the other side of it, things yeah and- well,
1: clearly it was i mean like one of the things that i think is done, is just now dawning on me is like there have been churches all over the country and whether you agree with this or not is not the point all across the country mm-hmm. that have been meeting indoors mitigated this unmitigated this whole time yep. And it's not like we're hearing about a super spreader church event every other day in the news. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Right. We hear about the one, and we go, this is why we shouldn't do it. Right. And yet, this has been happening, you yeah. know, for a long time all yeah. across the country. In fact, even yeah. here in Marin County, I mean, we're, we're one of the only churches not indoors right, right. now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know. Wild because, but also gives us a little bit of credibility to talk about. I think so because we've been, yeah, in because of our context. Again, no matter how you feel about it, right? Because of our context, we made leadership decisions that would allow us to be good missionaries and citizens here, right? And I do think that that gives us credibility to now start having this conversation because we have
0: been on the more conservative side of our approaches to Mm -hmm. this stuff, yeah, definitely. Um, So. So anyway, you know, I just I say that like not as like a see like these people got away with it and it's okay yeah, and like right. it diminishes all the people who actually, but I, I just think about how that kind of news, especially for an, a personality like mine that's like always looking for the risk factor and yeah. like like that's not a good way to like think about how how things work. So yes, be careful. Yes, be wise. But. But we here in California have so much, yeah. especially in Marin, have so much mitigation in place already that we have to take into account that we can't just be like it's thinking more, of the 0.00 whatever percent. Yeah, we're That's old, what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, is, yeah we're is, always trying to get, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at is like, it's easy to live your life as that's like a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be if you were doing something stupid. Yeah. But most of us aren't. Most of us have, yeah, are living mitigated lives. So yeah. we have to take all that into consideration as yeah. we make our decisions yeah. about things. Anyways, yeah,
1: I, I'm sure right now there's somebody in Tennessee listening to this, going, "These people are crazy." I'm sure, uh, yes. And and I, I I don't bring that up like to say like, hey, you know, Marine County, you know, you know, jump on the unmitigation train. That's not what. No, I'm. I'm trying to provide context that there are people all over the country mm-hmm. th- where it's very different than it is here right, right. now and we ha- and we need to take that information mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier and add it to our thinking, yeah because when you're just here mm-hmm. and you're just looking at numbers here and yeah. you're just following the news here and yeah. you're just living here. Mm-hmm. You get, it gets so easy for us to think that this is, like, the gold standard right. for, you know, yeah. for life. Yep. The only way to stay safe is the way we do it here. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And I, th- I, you know, look at India right now, you know? It's yeah. like, I think that we have yeah. to, or Be- even a better case, if
1: you remember... California was nobody was more locked down than our state, mm-hmm. and then, and then we had that huge surge afterwards. Yeah. So it's like we were all patting ourselves on the back for yeah. a while, yeah. and then we had that huge
0: surge. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, man, there's. It, it's very easy for for us to be thinking in terms of right and wrong with this stuff, and like. Uh, maybe a better way to say it is, um, like, holy and unholy, or like, um, you know, stupid or not stupid. and yeah. binary. Binary, yeah. That's, yeah. And there's so much that goes into, you know, the surge that's happening in India is probably happening for different reasons than the surge that happened in California as yeah. well. And there were different factors at play, different... Socio economical factors at play, different yeah, and it's they can't seem to get the vaccine rolled up very well. Yeah, either. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. in California, you know, some argued that because we were so locked down, it was like there was this pressure release valve that yeah. caused everyone to just yeah. go. And so yeah, I'll, there's just so much at play in this, and I think as Christians, it's important to remember that and not get swept up in the. the, the yeah, binary. it's like this. This
1: article that you sent me, it's no. which is entitled "Even After Being Fully Vaccinated, Many Still Wrestle with a Fear of Catching COVID," and then like the the subheading is a quote from somebody, mm-hmm. and it says, "I don't want to be sitting in a movie theater with patient zero of a variant that bucks the vaccine." That bucks the vaccine. Yeah. Well, two things about that. One that's a problem for another time for us here in Marin County mm-hmm. it's not a problem today right and two you know as, at least as of right now the number of people that have been killed who were vaccinated by COVID the article is is quick to point out is point zero 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 one percent yeah and it's like, oh, there's a one.
0: Mm-hmm. We're trying to get everything to zero yeah. and that world is not possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what personalities like mine need to keep in mind is that there's, there's always a risk in everything that you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, we've now hit the stage, at least
1: here, where, you know, you've heard me say this enough, but not the people listening. right? But, We've now hit the stage where you're more likely to die in the car coming to church than getting COVID at church. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to get killed by a swarm of bees walking to church than yeah. catching COVID at church. We're now, at least as of today, we're in, mm-hmm. we're now in that kind of, we're talking about that many zeros yeah. in the odds numbers now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so what I think we should be encouraging our people to do is ask the question like, is there an atrophied muscle inside of me? Yeah. If I'm still hesitant to engage with the world around me in very highly mitigated circumstances, though they will not be zero risk circumstances, Mm -hmm. is that really about COVID or is that really about this atrophied muscle? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And what are the consequences of not stretching that muscle?
0: Yeah. And we've talked about that in other... Podcasts as well. The, yeah. So yes, if you stay at home and if you don't engage with people, then you're going to not, probably not get COVID. But you have to think. I think. I think we're at the point now where we have to think more holistically about yeah. our lives and our our mental and spiritual health. And yeah. you know what. What are what are we missing out on? Now by just trying to avoid this one big risk in yeah. our life or big as in yeah. quotes i could yeah. i should say um and that's really helped me as a more COVID conservative i'll say type of person is it's like what you know i can live my life in a way where i can go to bed at night and say all right there's no way i caught COVID today <laughs> or but But to do that, that's a really expensive way to live. It's a very costly way to live yeah in terms of all the other things you're you're sacrificing to to get there. And so yeah, physical you, health for mental health, relational health, emotional health, mm-hmm. all the yep. all and a the year things that end in AL right. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that have to do with yourself. Um, and a year ago it was different, but we've had a year of not being used to saying, okay now things are moving forward yeah and now what and um and we're not saying
1: i'm not even saying and even though i know some other people will say no that's what that is what you should be saying but it but what i'm saying is is like i'm not saying go out and do a bunch of unmitigated things you know with a a bunch of people who you don't know I, i would argue you know like it for example if you're a member of our church I would argue one of the safest things that you can do right now is come to our church indoors, unmitigated, if we were to choose to do that. Yeah. But yet you're probably okay, and you don't know why, sitting unmasked in a restaurant Mm. more than you are doing that. Yep. Or going to Safeway with a bunch of households that you don't know. You're right. probably more okay with that, but you don't know why. Yeah. And that's the arbitrary stuff, the borrowing of consciences mm-hmm. stuff that you mm-hmm. were talking about mm-hmm.
0: earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember in college, I, I saw a not a Christian, but a therapist for a while because I was dealing with some of my own yeah. anxiety type stuff. And this actually reminds me a lot of like struggling with certain types of like OCD type tendencies and stuff because it's like It's like i have to do this thing in order to feel comfortable and then the like for me it was like washing your hands you know like and this was before COVID, ironically but um but it's like what you what what this person helped me realize is it's like why are why are you doing that thing and it's like well here's why and like getting to the end of that fear and and diminishing that fear through examination of what what was actually so scary about like not washing my hands and and yeah. the prescription of it was like, I want you to go a whole day only doing that once or twice. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it was just like, it sounds scarier than it is, but they called it exposure therapy. And I, and I thought about that a lot with like this type of stuff and it connects to our muscle metaphor of like, like, and I think the article actually alluded to this as well, which is like, hey, maybe you can't do this big thing yet. Yeah. And I think that's, again, yeah. binary thinking, that's what everyone's like, yeah. well, I'm okay, so what you're asking me to do is, like, go... Is do everything. Do everything. Yeah, like go it's sit like all in or your... nothing syndrome. Yeah. yeah, and it's like,
1: no. It take a small step. But it
0: would probably be good to go and do something a little more out there. For your comfort zone. For your comfort zone. To begin to
1: make baby steps towards what is probably generally safe. That's right. That's right. Um, and, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... Low risk, not no risk. Right. Yeah. Right, and and taking the that's what I would tell someone if if they called me and were like, hey, I'm really struggling with this, but I want to get back to real life, you know, to yeah. to regular life or life as we know it. Yeah, I, I would just encourage them with like those soft, those small like steps towards normalcy. I think are are, are really important to take. Um, yeah,
1: and for like us as like you know believers, you know. What is, what is inescapable for us, is that we believe something that calls us out into the world, right. And and we and we have to own that at some point, and we're going to have to face that. Oh, but this is extenuating circumstances. Listen, this is going to make you angry, but, Mm -hmm. you know. The Bible didn't let you off the hook for those extenuating circumstances, at least not in a protracted way. I can, you know, you know, know, you're probably not going to preach the gospel to the guy who's robbing you at gunpoint. That's an extenuating circumstance. I get it. Right, right, right. But if the two of you got locked up in a cell together Mm -hmm. because you shot him with your gun. Yeah. uh, You know. Right. At some point, you got to preach the gospel to
0: that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's so interesting when you think about it that way. And I actually think that what a lot of people miss are missing maybe isn't even like socialization, but it's like engagement in Mm -hmm. things that matter. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so maybe that's a more compelling reason to face our fears than just like, I want to go hang out with some people. Yeah. It's like no, you are created for more than just like, you know, risk management. Right. Yeah. And 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 yeah. and you were created for wisdom, but you were not given a spirit a, a spirit of timidity um, yeah. as yeah, yeah. As Paul yeah. writes. So um,
1: and, and and a lot of people said, "Well, we, we want to be wise." And I was like, "Yes, but wisdom is wisdom because it's under the presumption that you're going to be walking in a dangerous world." Yeah. That's what makes it wisdom. Right. Right. Wisdom is not otherwise then it's it's not wisdom if you're not walking in a in in a yeah. world that is hostile yeah so yeah. um so i don't know man i'm i think i i don't remember how long ago i said it but i said the hardest part is about to happen it's going to be reentry. yeah leading through covid's not the hardest part no leading through you know you know all the protests that happened last year was not the hard part you know, leading through the social anxiety of the new normal was not the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Reentry, yeah. in its varying phases and challenges, that is by far going to be the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. Because some of us are gonna go, oh, they're starting to do stuff, I don't think that's wise. Mm-hmm. Because we don't think it's wise for us, which is a different conversation it for it is ourselves. Our, yep. Um, and we're going to lay that at their feet
0: because we're also going to be struggling with the fact that we're getting left behind. Right. And that's really, that's what I think a lot of people don't. It's it's easier to make decisions for a family. But when you have something like a church, hmm. I mean, there's, you know, we we probably have people who's for months now have been like, Come on. When guys. are they going to, yeah, yeah, come on. guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we have, and then on the other yep. side, we have people who are like, "Hey, it's way too early." Hey,
0: I'm I'm feeling left yeah. behind, yeah. and it's so. So our challenge here in Marin has been, how do we take all that? How do we shepherd people? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I like what
1: this guy wrote or this person wrote at the end of this article a lot because it, it's actually a Christian ethic, which is psychologists urge everyone to have patience both with themselves yeah. and with others yeah. as all of us adjust to the idea that being fully vaccinated means we can begin to resume some of the activities mm-hmm. that we had to abruptly abandon last year in right. March when the pandemic hit. Right. Not every person is going to be ready at the same time mm-hmm. in the same ways. Yeah. Um, and so consider others more important than yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah and have patience with your brother and sister and, and and just maybe we can get through this hardest part together
0: yeah we we have no hope of getting through it without a, a ton of humility um, you know to to consider to help uh, to help one another and confront fear together but also to like have patience with each other because that even that good process will take longer for different people yeah so yeah well and it was easier to manage all the different consciences
1: when the when you know when public authorities were saying here's what's allowed and here's what isn't it doesn't matter where your conscience was we were all kind of bound by certain things collectively. The work was done for us. Yeah, it was done for us. Reentry will be altogether different because now those different consciences will have freedom to live in different ways and to do different things. Right, Um, yeah. and, uh, And we have to figure out a way to thread the needle as a community where we can bring as many consciences together as possible yeah. while recognizing we're not gonna be able to bring them all together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would just, I feel kind of provoked to say like, I think it's really easy. And I catch myself doing this all the time where it's yeah. like, we have this whole past year, we've all been living primarily in our homes with either alone or with families or whoever we're living with. And I think our, our, our eyes, because we've been doing that have been fixed on that world yeah. and it's been how do I get myself and the people around me to the finish line that we feel comfortable with for life to start again yeah. and I think that as as members of a church and as Christians we, we can't do just that mm. like we really have to yes tend to your home and your family but we have to look around at each other too mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's not a win if just you cross the finish line and you leave all your brothers and sisters yeah. behind you yeah and so you know you can if you see that they can take some steps forward you can like encourage them in that if they're stuck back here i think we need to to bear with people who are yeah and that doesn't mean you and your family can't take those steps forward but um it, people are going to be isolated and alone if we're just focused on our own unit and getting our own unit across the finish line so
1: yeah that's well said I, and then the other thing is there w- the other thing I've been thinking about recently is there was a time, and it's been mostly for the last year, to, to, to leave people to their consciences. Mm. I think there's also a time to begin to not ask people to override their consciences, yeah. but, to, but to explain them. Right. In other words, to mm-hmm. press into them. Yeah. And I think that's the time for church leaders now, which is yeah. to ask people like, okay, we don't want to be arbitrary Mm -hmm. we want to be thinkers Mm -hmm. because i think that's what the gospel compels us to right so now is the time where we can start to you know encourage them like hey i see you're still afraid of this thing let's Mm -hmm. talk about why Mm -hmm. and and have a loving conversation about it not one where you're like hey what the heck's wrong with you why
0: are you so yeah. You're being dumb. Yeah, you know. Well, and to your point, I mean, <clears throat> unfortunately, the way this year has gone, if you bring up masks, automatically your conversation is a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you bring it up is. vaccines, automatically your conversation is is a confrontation. confrontation. And if you bring up social distancing, yeah, and you know whatever, yeah. It, what's missing, and which you will not find in the conversation at large, is a discussion about, like, hey explain your fears let me sit with you in this and sort it out with you yeah and then maybe by doing that i mean you've done that with me and you've helped me tremendously in the past few months but it took someone patiently helping for me to see some things and that's what some people need and but there's no nuanced approach to it anywhere no so people are binary it's all binary
1: thinking people are forced to pick one or the other yeah our politics is binary republican or democrat which is why all of this covid stuff has been so binary yeah. you're either a masker or you're not right. you're either a vaxer or you're not right. you know you either live mitigated or you don't mm-hmm. You know, it just, and it depends on what county you're in, what state you're in, Mm -hmm. you know, what context you're in, and, you know, and a a lot, and unfortunately, so much of it has become so arbitrary that we can't sort out what's really, truly good and helpful, which you would think a virus would have brought us together to be able to do that. Right. And it didn't. It It made it worse. (laughs) No. Somehow. But that's what we kind of, we've always said about, you know we've always said in the church that pain does not produce character it reveals it right Right. so in other words who you are is going to be revealed when we turn the temperature up well we just saw the character of our nation for
0: the last year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and we had been sowing into it right so yeah it's a lot of you know reaping what we've sown i think so we as individual churches
1: and individual communities we have an opportunity to be better yeah. than the world around us yeah and to learn from all of the information from all of the places and make better decisions than we are capable of uh, in our binary settings yeah so agreed i think we can leave it there yeah um, we will hopefully see you guys next week. Plan on <laughs> Barring uh, a riot outside the church because of this podcast. Yep. <laughs>